0: It's going to be an old fashioned Texas shootout in the ALCS, and we're going to talk about it next on episode 45 of Stone Cold Strohs, and that starts right next. Welcome to Stone Cold Shows. I'm Brandon Strange with Charlie Palillo and Josh Jordan. Follow them on X at Palillo and at Josh Jordan 975. Charlie, it's episode 45. Uh, which Astros player who wore the number 45 are you shouting out this week? A
1: couple of notable candidates. I shall go back to the 80s with relief pitcher Dave Smith, who until Billy Wagner came along was the greatest closer in Astros history. In fact, you could actually argue for Dave Smith. Postseason was not kind to him as it really wasn't for a Billy Wagner, Dave Smith, his last seven seasons with the Astros never had an earned run average higher than 2.73. And in fact, his Astros career ended with a 2.53 ERA, the identical number posted as an Astro by Billy Wagner.
0: Well, before we get into our intrastate ALCS matchup, Uh, Let's take a quick look back at the Twin series. I want to start with the environment. Charlie, you were there on the front lines. Uh, Now, on the broadcast, it really felt like the Astros did a great job in both games in Minnesota to kind of keep the home crowd at bay and out of it. What were your observations on the front lines there?
1: I mean, they had a frothed-up crowd ready to go. Uh, They had their chance against the champ. And then the Astros land a haymaker with four (laughs) in the top of the first of game three that just sucked the air out of the balloon immediately. The Twins respond with one run and nothing more after that. Uh, Game four, a close game, but the Twins never sustained any sort of rally where the crowd could build upon itself and you get this crescendo and wave of noise. I don't think it was ever really going to fluster the Astros at some point, but it could have benefited the Twins but they didn't do enough to sustain it, right? They hit two solo home runs, never strung together base hits, put together a big inning, and in the end, the better team won.
0: Uh, Jose Abreu has been as big of a lightning rod uh, on this team as there is. We talk about Maldi and Dusty, but Jose Abreu is is right up there uh, because of the, the contract, the fact that he was signed prior to a GM being put in place by Jim Crane. We look back, even before the postseason, we look back at uh, the series with the Diamondbacks, and he was the majority of the offense in that series, and a big part of the reason why they were able to secure the division. And then in this series, him and Jordan Alvarez were the offense. Do we think that Jose Abreu can sustain this? Is this sort of the same thing that we saw with Yuli last year? Or is this a matter of once he was off that IL, his back is better, and now he's just a different player?
1: Poo-poo platter. A lot of of things on there. Um, That's a a Chinese restaurant thing, not uh, an excremental uh, reference for those unaware. Uh, What an amazing two weeks of, if you want to call it, redemption or vindication for Jose Abreu. It doesn't unring the bell that he was awful for five months of the regular season. And if he'd been good, well, maybe the Astros wouldn't have been fighting down to the very last day to get into the playoffs. Um, But that was then. This is now. You know, you make your career april through september you can make your legend in october and in short stretches bad players can get hot great players can go cold i mean in astros history bagwell and Bichio, phenomenal players but for the most part in october terrible were they terrible players no but when you evaluate their legend and where they're going to rate for many in astros lore relative to say jose Altuve and on the come you're on alvarez at just 26 years of age So it's just like series baseball overall, right? Best of five, best of seven, a three, four-week window in October is not going to necessarily mirror. Oftentimes, it's going to reverse it from what happens over the run of 162 games. A Braves career resume certainly suggests he can have a power jag like this, Uh, though the regular season this year until December, December, uh, September did not uh, do much of that. That's part of, what, part of what draws us to all this, right? If we knew for sure it was going to happen, why would we care?
2: Yeah, I think uh, Charlie hit on it. It's the power. that That's where I think it's different than the yulee situation. You know, yulee was clutch, pushing some hits through the infield, you know, coming through with defense. But it's the power. Abreu's blasting balls to the opposite field to, into the upper decks and doing it regularly. And when I look at the stats here, when I look at before the All-Star break and after the All-Star break, he was hitting 237 before and 238 after but the big difference slugging went from 344 to 447 OPS from 630 to 760 so you see that big jump there and if you just look at September and October his batting average is 237 I mean basically what it was in the first half it's crazy but then you look at the slugging 536 OPS 835 so it just the power is coming through batting average staying about the same but, but who cares you know the RBIs are there you know, way to go, Dusty. He stuck with him. You know, we were all concerned about him hitting fifth, but Dusty had the, the magic touch there. And way to go for Abreu to, to just push through. Because Dusty said in, in the post game after the final game against the Twins that Abreu kept telling him, it's okay. It's okay. When he was good, when he was bad, he'd say, it's okay. And Dusty was like, when he was going bad, I was like, it's not okay. <laughs> but apparently, Abreu, in his mind, he knew he'd come out of it. And, and way to go, Jose. Good job. Well, Brandy, you mentioned the back. You know, I
1: think a couple of additional layers to this. Dusty overplayed him during the course of the year. This is a 36 year old player who has been durable, a hallmark of what Jose Bray has done. But you get older, you can benefit from time off. Out of the All Star break, he was hot. After he rested, got the back right. Later in the season, he came back, was productive. The postseason schedule when you wrap things up early and just overall, there are liberal off days, game, game, off day, game, game, off day. So I think this all funnels into Jose Abreu having a chance to go off and man has he, and Josh alluded to it. uh, That was one of the more awesome opposite field home runs that you will see 420
0: to right center. That was incredible. Uh, And some of the more uh, I'd call them anomalous stats for Jose Abreu. Like we we know he had the poor OPS during, throughout the season at, at some points being uh, what the, the sixth or seventh worst hitter in the entire league uh, by OPS. But the runners in scoring position stat always kind of stood out. I mean, just with runners in scoring position hitting 275, 350 on base, slugging 556. His OPS was 906 with runners in scoring position. Runners in scoring position with two out Average jumps up to 387, 446 with a 1.192 OPS. So apparently it was always in there. They just needed to have the right situation to unlock it, whether it's rest or, or just refocus for the postseason, maybe just wiping the slate clean. I think it was Alex Centron that was quoted as saying that he talked with Abreu before the series and said, it'll all get wiped clean. Like it, it, they'll, they'll forget all of it if you do well in the postseason. I guess just one last thing. or are, are we surprised how quiet Tucker's bat was during this series? Kyle Tucker's 26 years old, so he
1: certainly should not have worn down from the long season. But Tucker struggled for most of September. And guys have slumps, right? Jose Altuve is an under 200 hitter in the World Series, but he's had huge hits. Joran Alvarez, last postseason, hit under 200. But he had three of the most momentous hits, all home runs, that one could ever ask for. So if you contribute here and there, and that's what lineup depth is about, and the Astros are certainly going to face a lineup with vastly superior depth to what the Twins have coming in this just awesomely fantastic ALCS matchup. Um, so if Tucker turns out to be the MVP of the ALCS, it wouldn't be a big surprise because there are so many candidates and in a short stretch of games,
2: things can go hot or cold, basically at bat what at bat. Yeah, that's what makes the Astros so dangerous. You know, if Jordan starts slumping a little bit, then Tucker gets hot. Or if Tucker starts getting cold, then Bregman gets on fire. When you have so many good hitters, eventually somebody's going to be hitting pretty well. And as long as you get enough offense and you keep pitching like
0: this, it's a good recipe for success. Let's get to a preview of the ALCS Rangers on tap here. They look to be the team that they were touted when they were holding that division lead for most of the year. Do the Astros have the arms to keep this Rangers offense at bay for this series?
1: That's a mutual question. Uh, I think both offenses at this point are better than both, both pitching staffs, but there are variables to this, right? Christian Javier, resurgent, still a small sample size of starts to say that, but Beats the hell out of what he did for about four months. Um, Verlander seems to be on the ball. Fromber right now is the biggest wild card. I'm sure some would wonder, hey, should Javier go in game two instead of Fromber? No, I don't think so. And then there's Jose Arquiti. Right, life takes funny twists and turns. If not for the health emergency with J.P. Francis' wife. Fortunately, all is well with the Francis. just as right now, all is well with the Astros. Arquiti doesn't make that start in Phoenix. If he doesn't make that start in Phoenix, unless France gets lit up there, Urkiti doesn't make that start uh, against the Twins in Game 4. And Urquidy has just been sensational in both. So obviously right now, he's the Astros Game 4 World Series starter. Uh, the Rangers, meanwhile, they have variables. Hey, their 1-2 is as good as the Astros. Jordan Montgomery's been terrific since being a trade acquisition from the Cardinals. And Nathan Ivaldi, who was top three for Cy Young before he ran into forearm problems, He came back and was shellacked consistently in September, but he was building back up. And now in two postseason starts, he has been brilliant. After that, is Max Scherzer returning? Is John Gray returning? Dane Dunning's a competent starter. Andrew Haney, I think less so. But in postseason baseball, I think Bruce Bochy can take two of those starters and pair them. Whether it's Dunning and Scherzer in a game, if he's back. If Gray is back, pair him with with Haney, however you choose to mix and match. Uh, ultimately, though the the on paper landslide
2: advantage in a series goes to the Astros, in the bullpen. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I, I was thinking that it's it's that bullpen. It, it, once you hand it over, it, it's pretty tough. And Abreu just somehow seems to be getting better, which is really crazy to say. He he almost looks unhittable. But I'd also give some credit to the AL West here. I mean, all we heard was how the AL East was the best division all season long. When push comes to shove, look what happened. It's the Rangers and it's the Astros. I think both of these teams are going to be good for the next several years. The Mariners are coming on. It's been impressive, but I think it's going to be a slugfest against the Rangers. You just you got to find a way to to get some runs and, to, and get to that bullpen and, and get Fromber, get him back on track. That could be really huge.
0: Hey guys, we'll get back to the podcast in just one second. I just wanted to quickly invite you to join Sports Map and our friends at Culture Map on October 25th for the tailgate. It's an all out celebration of Houston Sports and you, its fans. There's gonna be tailgate inspired food from some great restaurants like FM Kitchen, Twin Peaks, the Waffle Bus, many more. There's gonna be some signature drinks, some great fun game day activities. Plus the VIP ticket holders can meet and greet with former Asian Texan, Jonathan Joseph. Tickets are on sale now and include all the food and drinks. So use promo code SportsMap and you can get $10 off those ticket types. Head to tailgate.culturemap.com to get your tickets today. And now back to the show. Out of the Rangers and Astros, you're talking about two of the best offenses in baseball right now. Who's deeper?
1: I give the slight edge to the Rangers at a given game, one through nine. And to simplify, they don't have a Maldonado uh, in their lineup. Uh, the Rangers led the American League and run scored by a pretty good margin. They tied with the Twins for the league lead in home runs, but the Twins were a home run or bust type offense. The Rangers are a total package. And when the Astros just took them behind the woodshed in September, the Rangers lineup, nothing like it is now. Uh, All-star catcher Jonah Heim, very good offensive catcher, hadn't refound his swing yet coming off a stint on the injured list. All-star, rookie of the year candidate third baseman Josh Young was on the injured list when the Astros were in Arlington in September. And Evan Carter, who has been brilliant 21-year-old phenom outfielder, he hadn't made his major league debut yet. Adolis Garcia went down injured in that series against the Astros and that was what led to the Rangers giving a shot to Evan Carter who further lengthens their lineup. Yaron um, Alvarez and Jose Altuve have on postseason resumes between these two teams but Corey Seager was better than both of them this season and Corey Seager has, a, has an LCS and World Series MVP to his name as well. Um, I think Marcus Simeon is a major X factor for the Rangers let off every game the entire season, and obviously will so in this series. Um, streaky, but had a, a very good September. Uh, I think he's the igniter for that offense, but there is depth. There's some righty, lefty ballast. Nathaniel Lowe uh, had a tack on home run in the, the clincher against the Orioles. It's just a fabulous, fabulous matchup. Uh, the Astros will point to pedigree, but past performance is no guarantee of future results. Just look to the 2017 Astros on that uh, on that account.
2: Yeah, for me, the, the X factor is is Michael Brantley. If he's in the lineup, it's a totally different Astros lineup to me, especially if Chaz and Brantley are out there. You saw that in the finale against the Twins, just the way Brantley counterpunched to to hit that home run, to tie the game back up, take the momentum away. So for me, if Brantley's in there, I, I like the depth of the Astros lineup. And I know but Jordan Montgomery will probably start game one, a, a lefty. So I don't know if they're going to use Brantley against a lefty, but – I mean, the way – and we know Yiner hasn't hit great against lefties and 0 for 5 with four strikeouts the other day. So I I think as long as Brantley is healthy, I want him in the lineup.
1: Uh, I presume that Dusty actually goes back to Dubon in center field against a a potent Rangers lineup. And uh, you have McCormick in there as well with with Brantley waiting. I mean, he didn't bat him in consecutive games against right-handed starters uh, against the Twins, so I wouldn't think he'd – digress from that starting the World Series, especially with the lefty Montgomery, who would start two of the games in this series if it, if it goes long.
0: We heard from Dusty Baker after the game. He said, I'm going to face Bruce Bochy. He knows me. I know him. Who has the advantage here? What do we expect to see out of these two tacticians?
1: I really think it's all about the players. Uh, unless there's an egregious decision a manager makes. And and so often in the postseason, we see managers do things that make you go, what are you doing? Stop trying to show how smart you are, panicking because it's a, a short series situation. But uh, neither Bochi nor uh, Dusty are going to reinvent the wheel here. I don't think suddenly, hey, I'm going to bat Corey Seeger lead off and drop Semien down to the cleanup spot or that Dusty's going to promote Abreu to the three-hole, drop Bregman down. So uh, it, it's about it's about the players. You know, you go to your bullpen and a guy fails. Is it because the manager made a lousy decision? Okay, if Dusty goes to Montero in a 4-3 game in the eighth inning, Dusty, what are you doing? Abreu Presley, but he's not going to do anything like that. So uh, I expect the managers really to have very little to do with determining the outcomes. So I'll use a lot of pinch hitters. Neither team's going to suddenly put on the hit and run. Um, so this is a, a player versus player world series spot on the line
2: for me the managing comes down to the bullpens charlie was talking about it and that's where i was a little critical of dusty i thought he made a mistake going to hunter brown i mean i even tweeted going to the guy that's given up five runs or more in four of his last five starts that's bold and what H- hunter brown came in and that, that game could have gotten out of hand and completely gone the other way if it wasn't for a spectacular play from Jeremy Pena to save Brown's bacon. So for me, it's like we don't need to see Hunter Brown anymore unless unless it's mop-up duty. It's just It's just not working for him right now. He hasn't been good for the last couple months. That's the thing, Dusty. Like, don't get too cute let's go to the guys that we can trust in these situations. I remember when Hunter Brown couldn't throw a strike against the Yankees in the playoffs last year. So, you know, with how poorly he's pitched lately and with that history, he's a guy I'd, I'd shy away from. I hope Dusty keeps that in mind moving
0: forward. I mean, that is where you miss a guy like Graveman. Graveman not making this DS roster was huge. You lost one extra arm, and it's why in a situation like on Wednesday, Dusty needed to get four outs out of naris and, and be able to bridge a little longer to his guys. We'll wrap this up because I know, Charlie, you've got a flight to catch here, but Dusty Baker, we talked about you know him and Abreu being lightning rods along with Martin Maldonado. Dusty Baker is always a topic of conversation during the regular season and the moves. Now, when we get into the postseason, we're not seeing all those weird, quirky lineup choices. But we're looking at Dusty as a manager reaching his fourth straight ALCS with this team. Now, granted, this team was going to ALCSs before he got here. They'd been to three prior. But it's not just a given. We see what the Dodgers have done or, and, or not done. We've seen the Braves. You know, It's not a given that you just have a great team and you, you get your ticket punched to the league championship series every season. So it does take uh, a certain amount of, of managerial expertise to get there. They've appeared in two World Series under his guidance, won one of them, same as A.J. Hinch. A.J. is the only other candidate for this question, but a lot of people are asking now. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Is Dusty Baker the best manager the Ashers have ever seen?
1: I don't think so in terms of if you're going to get into tactics and lineup construction and so forth. But in a results-oriented business, who has his resume? If the Astros go back to another World Series, if they go back-to-back, become the first consecutive champion since the Yankees won three in a row, approaching a quarter century ago now. Uh, But if we go back in Astros history to Bill Verdon, Hal Lanier, maybe Larry Durker, and they got to manage... These rosters in recent years, who's to say they would not have had the exact same level of successor, maybe even more. In A.J. Hinch's case, would any of them have gone to Garrett Cole uh, instead of Will Harris? Uh, In the end, though, you know, the record books, the stat lines, the one loss marks, uh, Dusty has exactly zero to apologize for. But, you know, if you take the generation of Bagwell and Biggio and that 98 team, Moise Salud and... Derek Bell, if those guys had hit without him and Larry Durker was a better manager uh, or he didn't have guys like Altuve and Alvarez and then someone else who always seems to get you so far this year it's Abreu, last year you had Guriel in the mix and other names we can throw like Brantley that we've included uh, Bregman's a 235 career hitter in the postseason 235, but he's had a share of huge hits, so uh, Dusty like A.J. Hinch immediately before him uh, I think, the prime beneficiary of the talent that they've had to manage. But there's a hell of a lot to be said for not screwing it up.
2: Yeah, I mean, you have to go with Dusty when it comes to just the stats, the results. You know, you can't argue with those. You don't know what somebody else would have done with the team. It's all speculation. And I, I would like to give Dusty credit for their Urquidy move. For him, he mentioned in the, the post-game interviews after the finale of the Twins game, He said that he saw Urquidy back in the World Series when the Astros were playing the Nationals, and he was impressed by him just watching him on TV, and he kept that in the back of his mind. And then you see him use him in Arizona, and then you see him use him again in this Twin Series. He loves that experience. He he feels like Urquidy was a big-game pitcher. Looks like he was right. So way to go, Dusty. You made the right call there. But I'm not a Korma guy. He wasn't going with Urquidy in Arizona
1: right if jp france doesn't have the family situation so uh good fortune or serendipity along with player performance uh combined to give you a shot at greatness and here is where the the astros are uh i X'd, still sounds weird to say that
0: right <laughs> if you have
1: a college basketball team you root for imagine that team going to seven consecutive final fours but that's what the astros have now done major league baseball version seven consecutive league championship series and if they go on to make it five world series within seven years win a third world series within seven years we're talking very rare air among the great stretches of teams in the history of major league baseball
0: and i think outside of just the managing the x's and o's i mean yes he trusted in abreu and that's paid off for him yes he's trusted in maldy and that seemingly is also paid off for him I think I have to step back a little bit too when we're making this judgment about where he he rates amongst the all-time managers his value to the organization stepping into this role after the cheating scandal after one of the biggest scandals in this league's history he steps in to become the face of an organization that was much maligned and the league and the fans had every reason to hate this team but then what did you hear people say well I'm kind of rooting for Dusty I'm rooting for Dusty that aspect alone has been invaluable to this organization and tip of the hat also to Jim Crane who understood what that dynamic meant to this team as well the results obviously speak for themselves. In addition to that, it's the intangible part of what he has meant in being the face of this organization. I do think that is where it does set him apart as being, you know, the best manager this this team has had. What he has done, what he's meant, how players speak of him and the chemistry that he brings that locker room. He is a calming force, and I think they have definitely benefited from that, and the results are pretty evident. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Concur. Another episode for Stone Cold Strohs in the Books. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to give us a five star rating. Charlie, Josh, and I will catch you next week. Uh, I don't know when next week. We'll have to figure that out. But to see more content, just make sure you're subscribing to Sports Map Houston on YouTube. Uh, Make sure you're also subscribed to Sports Map Texans on YouTube as well, where the three of us host a weekly Texans centric podcast. We'll be doing that on Monday as well. Thanks to Jack Brain for producing, as always. And thanks to everyone for listening. And until next time, go Strohs!